It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, while the sun's light failed, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus, crying with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. When the centurion saw what had taken place, he praised God and said, Certainly, this man was innocent. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Holy God, Lord, this morning may the words of my mouth, may the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. You may be seated. So by now you've figured out that today is Palm Sunday, beginning our service with this beautiful uh, and jubilant um, procession of the palms and, and having them brought in and, and laid down and the reading from Luke about Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Hosanna, the people said. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. And they laid their cloaks and their palms on the road in front of Jesus. You see, Jerusalem, the city itself, was, was just growing and, and was hugely populated during this particular week because we're beginning the season of Passover. It'll end on, on Thursday for them with a, with a Passover meal. This, this meal that was celebrated by the Jews for hundreds of years that commemorated and memorialized their, their deliverance from slavery from Egypt and their promise of a new land as they followed God. It was a meal that Jesus will share with his disciples on Thursday, on the Passover. And during that meal, he transforms it into what we now celebrate as the Lord's Supper or as Holy Communion. On that same night... He'll be betrayed by Judas, abandoned by all of his disciples, arrested, and sentenced to die by crucifixion on Good Friday. I always want to tell folks when they come on Palm Sunday that to come from the celebration of Palm Sunday to the amazing celebration that is Easter without, without stopping and remembering about the holy week in between, you do yourself a disservice. This coming Friday night at 7 o'clock right here, the choir will be um, offering to us the production of The Crucifixion. It's a beautifully moving choral presentation, so I hope that you'll be back and invite folks. We also have in your bulletin in the Grow section um, daily scripture reading, so I invite you to take your bulletin this week home with you and to, to take these scriptures and to read them each of the days of Holy Week so that, that you can have a sense of what was going on in the life of Jesus each of the days to come. Because it's this week that that tension that Nicodemus spoke about um, in the drama that we saw, the, the turning over the tables in the temple, the challenging the power of the religiously elite Jews, the Pharisees, it's this week that all of that would come to a head. And the words that God, Jesus had said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that those words would assume a new meaning. 
a more complete meaning. Today we continue to look at Jesus' final words from the cross. And today's were, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. That was his second prayer to his heavenly Father from the cross. You remember the first one, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And then this is the second one. He, he died with this prayer of trust on his lips. It is finished. The work that I came here to do for salvation of the world has been completed. And into your hands, I commend my spirit. I trust the outcome to you. We're told in Scripture that the, that the holiest of holies, that the curtain that separates the part of the temple from the holiest of holies, um, that curtain because only the high priest could go inside the holiest of holies um, and then to offer sacrifice for the people on behalf of God, the place where the mercy seat of God sat, that that curtain was torn in two signifying to all that the barriers between people and God have been torn apart and that we have access to the presence of God through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. We're told in Scripture that the Roman guard who stood there just doing his job recognized the mighty work of God. And when he looked at Jesus, he understood then his innocence. The world as it had been, was forever changed on that day. At that moment, it is finished. Father, into your hands, I commend my spirit. Jesus died as he had lived, daily committing himself to God the Father. We, we read about it when we read about his great temptations in the desert at the beginning of his ministry how he was tempted by Satan to set aside the hard road that was in front of him for a, an easier path to substitute his mission for something simpler. Instead, he committed his spirit to God, and he trusted God for the path that was before him for the salvation of the world. We see it again when Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he is praying Father, if it's possible for this cup to pass away from me, let it be, and yet not my will, but your will. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And now from the cross. Jesus died as he lived, committing his spirit to God. All of his life had been an offering, a sacrifice of himself to God the Father, an act of love as he gave himself to others. What an example for all of us. After all, what greater gift can we give back to God than to daily commit our own spirits to him? Because involved in that is the recognition that everything, even every breath that we take, has been given to us as a gift at the hands of God, and our greatest praise is to commit it all back to God. Not as some fearful uh, act or some reluctant act out, out of duty, but out of trust 
and out of love in the one who knows us completely and who loves us completely. There is a bedtime prayer that many of us grew up with um, that shows this kind of daily commending our spirits to God on a daily basis. It's a prayer that was, that was first found in print in Thomas Fleet's New England Primer in 1737, and it was originally called Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And it was once the best-known prayer in all of England, and it was recited more often than the Lord's Prayer. We are familiar with the last four lines, but here's how that prayer started. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, bless the bed that I lie on. There are four corners to my bed, four angels round my head, one to watch and one to pray, and two to bear my soul away. And then comes the stanza that we're the most familiar with that I invite you to say with me. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Into your hands I commend my spirit. Now this prayer was originally prayed at a time when childhood mortality was really high. And so you can sense the reason for having this prayer on a daily basis. And for many of us today, the, the talk of dying in a childhood prayer, it just feels like a little too much. And so it's maybe less likely today to be the bedtime prayer. But like it or not for today, what a beautiful way for all of us to release ourselves back into the hands of our loving Father as we close out each day. It is an act of worship each day, every moment, to commend ourselves and our spirit to God, to hand back to God that which is already God's. Look, God, you blessed me with this day. I give it to you. Or God, I I am afraid for my job, for my family, for my life. God, I commend my fear and my spirit to you. God, I am who you made me to be, and I commend my life to you for your glory. You see how that works? You see what an act of worship that that is. We also remember as we look at our own children and our grandchildren and we think of the great love that we have for them to remember that the love that we are capable of experiencing, it's just a tiny amount compared to the great love that our Heavenly Father has for us and for our children and our grandchildren. And so it is that we can daily commend them as well to God. You see, the truth is, Just as surely as there is a physical world, there is a spiritual world, and we are all at our core a combination of body, mind, and spirit. And all of it, all of life, came from, is sustained by, and belongs to God. As followers of Jesus, our aim is to follow his example so that we may grow to be more like him. And as Jesus' words and his actions were completely coherent, that means they held together the, the what he spoke and what he did were always the same. So we too desire that our lives could be 
coherent, that our lives could match our aspirations, which often they fail to do. But what a gift to pray these words. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And to pray them daily or even more often, to pray them in the face of joy, to, to pray them in the face of pain, to pray them in the face of temptation, giving ourselves over to God for direction and worship, and giving over our children and our grandchildren to God. The very one who so loved the world, who so loved you, who so loved me that he gave his only son so that all who believe in him, who trust, who follow him, will receive the love and the forgiveness that only he can give and will be forever secure in God's love and life. That one, our Heavenly Father, is trustworthy and good and loving and is worthy to have us say at every time, in every circumstance, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Let us pray. Gracious God, Lord, increase our trust. Help us in the ins and the outs of each day to look at what you've given us and who you've given us to commit ourselves and our lives and our spirit to your care and your love, trusting you with that. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.